Welcome to the Health Leaders Finance Podcast. I'm Jack O'Brien, Finance Editor for Health Leaders. My guest today is Don Bulgarella, CFO at UAB Health System in Birmingham, Alabama. Don, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Jack. It's a pleasure to be with you and your listeners today. Um, I am the Chief Financial Officer for the UAB Health System. And uh, for your listeners, let me give you a little bit of a brief introduction there. The UAB Health System includes um, multiple hospitals throughout the state of Alabama. We have uh, owned hospitals, managed and affiliated hospitals, some in the larger urban cities of Birmingham, Alabama, and our state's capital in Montgomery, and then several smaller community hospitals in the rural areas throughout the state. Now, the UAB Health System flagship hospital is University Hospital. It is a very large tertiary uh, hospital, 1,157 beds. We are located here on the campus of UAB. And as an academic medical center, we have roughly 1,100 medical residents, about 800 medical students, and 1,500 clinical and research faculty members here within the School of Medicine. I've had the pleasure of being here more than 20 years, and I do have responsibilities across the clinical, research, and academic missions of UAB. But I certainly look forward to speaking with you today and offering any insight that I can into the financial areas or other areas of UAB medicine. Absolutely, and I appreciate the background on your organization, and that's kind of what I wanted to get into, uh, especially since this is our final podcast of 2020. We really wanted to use this episode to kind of focus on the upheaval this year has created and look ahead to how provider organizations such as the one that you lead are going to navigate 2021. Um, as you know, we're recording this in early December. Coronavirus cases and deaths are surging across the country, matching or breaking records that were set back in the spring. And hospital leaders are faced with a harsh deja vu as beds become scarce, PPP, PPE becomes a valuable commodity, and their clinical staff is pushed to the brink. It's the role of the CFO to make sure that amid all of this chaos, their organization can function operationally and access necessary resources in a moment of crisis. So with all that in mind, Don, I wanted to ask you to start our conversation, speaking from the perspective of a academic medical center as one of their leaders, what's been some of the unique financial and operational challenges that the pandemic has presented you with? Uh, Jack, I think we'll all be glad to turn the page on 2020 uh, at the end of this month. So uh, I would agree with you, these have been very difficult days, weeks, and months. And the resurgence of COVID patients that you referenced across the country um, are in fact how what, what we're seeing here in, in Birmingham and across the state of Alabama, unfortunately. Um, at the UAB Health System, we have experienced all of the same challenges that you referenced. The availability and the increased cost of PPE uh, has been well managed by our supply chain, but it's been more difficult than ever. Uh, we are experiencing a shortage of healthcare providers, namely nurses. Um, we have prepared for the potential shortage of beds or equipment should the volume of our COVID positive patients outpace our capacity. You referenced the pandemic stress on our employees and particularly those on the front lines uh, and the financial pressures that began uh, for us in earnest in mid-March with roughly a seven week period in which we canceled all of the non-essential surgeries and procedures uh, not only at University Hospital, but within all of the hospital facilities. 
we significantly reduced the ambulatory volume within our outpatient centers and in the physician's offices. And like the rest of the country, our emergency rooms uh, were vacated. Um, you ask specifically uh, as an academic medical center, what has made our experience unique or some of the unique challenges that we've faced. And quite frankly, the uniquenesses really are focused on our size and scope. Um, University Hospital, as I referenced, more than 1,100 bed hospital and pre-COVID, we maintain an occupancy rate in excess of 90% uh, at all times. That is extremely high for a hospital, but at 90% or better, seven days a week, 365 days of the year, we have to have staff and have ourselves organized to provide care at that level. So you can imagine the financial challenges that we faced uh, in trying to maintain that staffing, maintain our facilities and our operations in anticipation of a patient surge while experiencing the significant reductions in patient volumes and obviously the, the revenue stream that comes from those patients uh, back in March and then experiencing that and quite frankly not knowing how long it was going to last. Um, as the largest employer in the state of Alabama um, with that designation, we've got a heightened sense of responsibility and we chose uh, in the face of those financial challenges, not to furlough staff. Um, we did reduce operating costs where we could, but in, in managing our staff, we felt it was the right thing to do. And we knew that we would need all of these staff members uh, if and when that surge hit, and certainly once things returned to normal, whenever, whenever that will be, we haven't experienced it yet, right? So maintaining our employee base uh, as an academic medical center has taken on some new challenges. We've provided um, daycare options. We've provided childcare options for faculty and staff when uh, schools didn't open uh, back up in person. We've made accommodations for our faculty and staff to do something as simple as showering uh, after they leave their shift in the hope of not taking anything back to their to their home or their or their family. We've provided hoteling if our if our faculty or staff felt safer staying here as a function of their exposure or even in the event that, that they tested positive. Our um, HR and uh, our human resources and uh, information technology leaders have been actively engaged in providing the best experiences possible for those that we did send home to work remotely. And we have a wellness office here that has been active in, uh, in attempts to reduce stress levels, whether that was stress levels for, from work demands or stress levels on our faculty and staff related just to pandemic concerns in general. We've set up multiple testing centers uh, throughout the, the city, uh, as well as in some of the underserved areas to ensure that uh, our population uh, had testing accessibility and we provided assistance uh, where we could. Uh, internal to UAB, we implemented voluntary randomized or what we call sentinel testing of our employees to make sure that we were keeping our patients safe and each other safe as well. And then UAB led the uh, efforts with the University of Alabama system for the state of Alabama to test college students throughout the state as they were returning to campuses in the fall. 
As an academic medical center, our efforts do go well beyond clinical care, and we've included the need to ensure continued training of our residents, our medical students, nursing students, and anybody else who needed clinical experiences for their educational needs, despite uh, the limitations that we had on them related to the pandemic. We've been really active in COVID research. We've participated in clinical trials for the COVID vaccine, and we are really fortunate to have the experts that we have here at UAB within infectious disease, immunology, epidemiology, and others, and they've routinely been interviewed on uh, national media outlets to speak on COVID-19 clinical issues, research, or other clinical trial activities. And then lastly, you know, we are in, uh, looking down the, the barrel of uh, actively being actively engaged in delivering the COVID-19 vaccines. And with that comes its own set of challenges and opportunities that we are gearing up for. I hope that helps answer your question. It, it does. And I, I wanted to, it, it ties into a question I had coming up, which was obviously you've detailed what 2020 was like for your organization. Looking ahead to 2021 and the uncertainty that presents, obviously you mentioned the vaccine uh, efforts, and there seems to be three at this point promising vaccines, but those are months away, it seems, from being widely distributed and returning us to, like you said, any sort of normal, quote unquote. So how do you, as you go into 21, plan for that unprecedented level of uncertainty? And is there any advice you would pass along to some of your peers that are dealing with similar issues at their respective organizations? You know, flexibility is probably the key piece of advice that I would offer uh, looking back on 2020 and quite frankly, headed into 2021, perhaps with a healthy dose of patience and even creativity. So as we're steering uh, into 2021, we are a, uh, an October 1 uh, start of a fiscal year, and so planning for us, particularly uh, budget planning when you talk about uh, finance, um, it has, has been very challenging. Budgeting involves some level of predictability, and that is absolutely a missing element over the last nine months. So we've been very thankful to work with our senior leaders, our boards, and so on in modifying uh, that planning. Operationally, you know, uh, again, flexibility is the key. Uh, maintaining the nursing staff that you need, need maintaining all of your frontline uh, care providers uh, over and above just those uh, from a nursing perspective. Um, we've worked to align as much as we can our financial planning and our strategic planning to be sure that uh, we can do that in as close to real time as possible. I appreciate you going through, uh, you know, some of the planning efforts there. You had spoken uh, a little earlier about the opportunities that await your organization. I kind of wanted to flip it. We've, we focus, I wouldn't say on the negatives, but obviously the challenges that come along with the time like this, but there will be eventually a post-pandemic world and there's going to be opportunities for your organization and other hospitals and health systems around the country to obviously grow and kind of rebound. What are some of those, both in the short term and long term, that your organization is looking at, whether it relates to business opportunities, innovation, research, things of that nature? Absolutely, Jack. There have definitely been some silver linings in all of these activities over the last several months. I think telemedicine nationally, and certainly telemedicine here at UAB Medicine, is an obvious opportunity that we've recognized uh, during the pandemic. If you go pre-COVID, we were looking at telemedicine through really a lens of growth, perhaps treating some rural patients via telemedicine that we had it that, that had access issues coming here, or perhaps even providing some specialty assistance to rural hospitals. 
And for us, while that philosophy is still there, uh, current patients are going to continue to demand telemedicine uh, as a means of convenience and almost immediate access, right? Once we've, as a patient, experienced that, where I can, I want to have that, that same experience again. Within UAB Medicine, within a matter of weeks, we transitioned from uh, virtually all subspecialty care that was in-person to uh, telemedicine platforms for a vast majority of our patients. Um, so that's a big win for us. We've been actively engaged in the community via testing. Uh, I would say we had an active community involvement uh, prior to COVID, but this has certainly given us much more opportunities. And I think we've been able to offer more enhanced community support, and I could see us continuing that as well. Nationally, remote working uh, has become an opportunity that has been propelled forward uh, as a function of, the, of COVID. In many cases, I think that that has led to greater employee satisfaction. We'd like to continue that if we can. It should lead to a reduced uh, office space or a reduced footprint. Um, Theoretically, that'll allow us to recruit much more broadly, right? So we're not just limited to the Birmingham area or the state of Alabama, but we can actually recruit uh, nationally. Uh, and so we're evaluating longer term plans for how do we make sure that, that we do that and do that successfully. UAB opened up one of the first pre-COVID treatment clinics, or excuse me, post-COVID treatment clinics recognizing that we've got some patients that the illness has, has hit them hard and it will uh, remain uh, persistent. Some of the symptoms will be persistent for several weeks or even months. So we've opened up a multidisciplinary clinic where patients can access that clinic and we can get them to the right specialist um, at the right time. And uh, uh, that program is not only unique to Birmingham, but it's one of the, the few programs of its kind in the country. And uh, for us, in the midst of COVID, we entered into a strategic alliance with the uh, St. Vincent's Ascension Hospitals throughout the state of Alabama. So to do something in the midst of all of this chaos of that size has been a challenge, but of great benefit. And so we know we're going to have a, a long collaborative relationship with them. So for UAB, uh, that has been a big win. It's encouraging to hear that your organization, like you said, even in the midst of this chaos and, and uncertainty, still has things in motion that on the other side of this, you're positioning to be in a strength of, in a position of strength. So that's, it's, it's very interesting just to hear you talk about kind of the, the strategic lens, both in the short term and long term. And I know that our audience uh, probably shares some of those same goals or is working on similar things. So we appreciate you sharing that. Uh, it does lead into my final question for you. And, and once again, we appreciate your time here. It, just kind of a reflective piece. This is, like I said, the last podcast of the year. Obviously, 2020 has been challenging, but if you could have gone back and spoken to yourself this time last year in December 2019, what would the message have been to uh, you as you lead the organization? Obviously, not knowing the pandemic was coming, but if there was one piece of advice that you would have given yourself, what would that have been? One piece of advice I would have given myself, probably pretty, pretty straightforward. I would have suggested get some rest. You know, you, you're going to need it. Um, the personally and professionally uh, throughout the pandemic. I think when we all started this back in, you know, whenever, but certainly in the spring and professionally from a, about mid-March, we were anticipating that this was going to be short-lived. I think early on, 
you know, when we sent folks home to work uh, from home, we said, hey, this is going to be two weeks. And then if you can go even further back, we thought, well, as soon as the, the temperature hits a certain height, right, then things would be over. And so I don't think any of us anticipated that we would still be where we are essentially nine months later or uh, in December of this current year. So, so get some rest, take a break, you're going to need it. Working through the pandemic, you have challenged all of your, uh, uh, I'm talking professionally now, all of your skill sets. So whether you work in the finance arena or in the clinical arena, the legal arena, whatever it might be, chances are you have gone well beyond that in, in working with teams to ensure that you could get everything done that needed to be done, but equally maintain a sense of, of composure and calm and, and optimism throughout this. So I would say that uh, we probably, I know I probably look at team members a little bit differently, look at teamwork a little bit differently than I did before, but absolutely looking forward to 2021 and, and post-COVID transitions. I think you highlight a lot of universal themes that other executives can relate to, but I think even just down to the basic worker can say, yeah, a lot of rest and, and appreciating what you have. So we, we certainly appreciate you joining us for the show, and it's been wonderful speaking with you, Dawn. We hope that in a future time, when it's a little less chaotic, we'll be able to talk about some of the projects that you're working on at UAB, and, and hopefully it'll be in a post-COVID world. So again, we thank you for, for joining us. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate it as well. And thank you to our audience as well for tuning in with us uh, to end 2020. This has been the Health Leaders Finance Podcast. Until next time, keep taking care of your patients and each other.